Hello everybody and welcome to episode 144 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and joining me once again for this episode of Retroshock News is Mr. Chris Vint. Oh, it is. Hello. This is a gross episode because 144 is gross. Awesome. That's what they say. So, yeah, I just thought I'd say that. So, gross. So, how are we, Chris? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, Alan's a bit squeaky on it with the voice. So, if you see the voice pattern in the right, uh, then it's him. So, yeah, another back to back nights of hockey, folks. So, yeah. And Alan, Alan normally sits there and says quiet. I'm so I am a very gentle, quiet observer. I'm the dark knight in the corner. Sorry if you could smell something coming down the podcast. It's probably the bull crap that he, we're both talking. Smell a vision. Smell a vision. <laughs> but yes, this is going to be an episode of Retroshock News, everybody. Uh, last time we did Retroshock News, it was quite typical because I think it was. L- like a couple of hours. Yes. After that, we got the trailer for Aladdin. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Um, we'll talk about that quickly, sure. Straight out the gate here then. Um, because there's one big, blue, interesting topic coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts, Chris, on this uh, Ooh, genie of Will Smith's? It's, di- it's different. Um, I like the music that they had in the background. You know, like, because obviously that plays into the actual... Um, Aladdin music itself but um, I I don't know it's one of those things you kind of look at and go like whoa it's kind of like if somebody was to be a live action smurf you would probably go like oh because you're not used to seeing somebody in blue you know and that's the thing so whenever you see that you're a bit I'm not used to seeing that you know and that's the thing is that if they were to have him as CGI and then not unvoiced by Will Smith doesn't need to look like Will Smith, you know, that's for me is where they've kind of hit a bit of a, a snag with that. If they had like something like what Robin Williams voiced and something like that, then I think that would be a lot better than what they currently have. I think you're 100% right. I think this is where they've hit a bit of a snafu here with this is they've went, you know what? We have Will Smith, so everybody knows what Will Smith looks like. So let's use his face, mm-hmm. you know, so that when it's on posters and all this sort of stuff... You go, oh, there's Will Smith. So people who maybe aren't as interested in the movie might be more interested yeah. now that they see Will Smith. Um, I completely agree that if they had went for just maybe a full-blown CG genie, mm-hmm. and not necessarily 100% faithful to the cartoon version, but one that it wasn't just like you've went, okay, there's the CG, and then you've slapped the face of Will Smith on. Because I think that's where it's a wee bit uncanny valley. You know, people go back and they talk about Tarkin in Rogue One. Yeah. And some people feel a bit of uncanny valley there. Valley there, With that, I think it stands out maybe more so because it's a big blue genie. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, the rest of the trailer, we didn't really see a huge amount new stuff. There was no. quite a few similar scenes to the first teaser that came out. But I think the new stuff that we did see was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Naomi Scott looks the part as Jasmine. Yeah. Um, we got to see Raja in there as well. I don't know what to think of J- Jafar. Just seems like a very twirl mustache. Mm. You know, it's like going. You know, like 
obviously you're again you're going this is very similar to when elizabeth banks was cast as rita in power rangers and everyone was going that's not what we're used to and that's what we're doing now it's like that's not what we're used to <laughs> and that's what it is but the year reports as well it's going to be an 18 rated one because it's going to be blue hey Yay. well done well done <laughs> i was thinking that i went how can i put this across um we also got to see carpet who i think Going by this trailer is the most one-to-one conversion yeah. uh, from the cartoon. Not that you can be overly liberal with uh, the way a magic carpet might look. No. But he looks pretty much exactly like he's come straight out of the cartoon. Um, some people were complaining a wee bit about the overall CG, but it's still very early days. Because I think this is night till, what, maybe May time, I think it is. So there's still a couple of months for them to uh, you know, work on Yeah, it's on either the May or the end of the year. When's it's, Lion- not, it's not the end of the year, it's actually earlier in the When's year. When's Lion King? Lion King is... Ooh, that's a good question. It's Lion King the summer, maybe. Okay. Not 100% sure. There's so many Disney movies out this year. You, okay, so this is going to be like the same way like with Dumbo and stuff, like with the Marvel movies, is that we're going to have one in February, we're going to have one in April, and then we're going to have one in July. There's basically going to be a Disney blockbuster every month pretty much this entire year. So there is, you know, pretty much once Captain Marvel hits... Mm-hmm. It's non-stop, pretty much, I think, for the rest of the year in that regards. But um, you got to see a shot of um, what's obviously going to be the Prince Ali setup Yeah. for when he arrives after making his first major wish um, to go and try and woo Jasmine. But yeah, I think it looks positive enough, but I think maybe just a wee bit of work needed. I wonder if as well that the Entertainment Weekly cover is whenever at the end he sets the genie free. If that's how he's just going to be normal then. He's not going to be blue, he's just going to be normal. So maybe that's what they did first. Mm -hmm. Is to kind of do it from the end and then work their way back that way. Or whether that's kind of his disguise when he's out and about, you know, kind of in the town with him. Sort of thing. I don't know. Uh, We will see. So, Chris, do you want to kick us off with your first topic? I certainly will, Alan. Um, From one kind of animated classic to another animated classic is that LeBron James, Spring Hill Entertainment announced Space Jam 2 is coming in 2021. So for months now, the long-rumoured Space Jam 2 is coming sometime in the future. But beyond that, details are sparse about when we'll see Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes back on the hardwood. On Thursday night, however, this was a while ago, we learned exactly when we'll get the chance to see the film. Um, the company founded by LeBron James and his business associate tweeted out a picture of James and the Tune Squad jersey with Bugs and Lola. They also included the film slated to be released in the summer of 2021. It says July 16th, 2021. And then it's got a film, a basketball and a carrot and says hashtag save the date. Um, and that's about it really. Is this something that obviously Space Jam was, God, what, early 90s? Yeah, it's it's... It's feeling so weird now for me, this, more than anything, with these movies coming back. Obviously, we've talked about uh, we're going to get Ghostbusters 3 and all uh, in the not-so-distant 1996 future, was Space Jam. So, it's 23 years ago now. Another, what, probably going to be... It's going to be so, it's going to be 25, 25 years. When this one comes out. They seem to be targeting all the anniversaries yeah. now, don't they? Mm. Um, Stay so tuned yeah. two years' time in Space Jam. But, yeah, I don't know why... They decide to put all these movies into hibernation and then they think, oh, 25 years, let's do the sequel. Um, 
I suppose they're targeting the fact of our generation is probably one of the more nostalgic generations in terms of what they've grown up on mm-hmm. and kind of probably, you know, modern history, really. But um, I saw the image that was posted. Um, it is very, very poor quality. Oh, it's really, it, it almost looks like somebody's just used Microsoft Paint and then just copied and pasted and put them in. In fact, LeBron James looks lower quality. Yeah, it's just like, okay. It's like he's been posing for like a trading card or something like that. (laughs) And then someone has just went in and MS painted over (laughs) his jersey and put the Toon Squad logo on there. Um, I really enjoyed the first Space Jam. I think it's such a kind of fly under the radar uh, kids movie. Mm. You know, everybody's used to everybody growing up with Disney movies and all that. You know, Looney Tunes are a big part of a lot of people's, you know, growing up. So, you know, when you look at all kind of Looney Tune movies that are out there, I do think Space Jam is probably the most memorable one, really. Yeah, that one. And then what was the other one with Brendan Fraser back in action? Something like that, Goldberg yeah. in it. I think Goldberg was in it. I think Goldberg was in it, yeah. That was all right. But yeah, Space Jam would probably be the the better known one because there hasn't really been that many yeah, movies like that. But I think I would like to see a cameo from Michael Jordan. I'd like to see a cameo from Bill Murray as well. Bill Murray would be a good shout as well, yeah. Um I wonder how you know what the premise for it's gonna be. Is it just gonna be a rinse and repeat of the original plot in terms of, you know, excellent number of NBA stars get their talent stolen again and it all you know, all that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um or whether they're they'll shake it up a bit and have maybe there's this new threat involved, so it's a mixture of Obviously, LeBron in there, some of the tunes, and then the Monstars yeah. from the original Space Jam, they have to both team up on the same team sort of thing. Goodness knows, I can't believe I'm even deeply analysing <laughs> a Space Jam movie here, but... I wonder when we get the trailer for it. <laughs> I'll wait and see the trailer yeah. when it comes out. It'll be a while if it's coming out in 2021. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's any tunes, it's probably a good bet that uh, it'll not be too bad anyway. Mm. Just whether it's actually going to find an audience, you know, because I think p- kids would probably still know who Mickey Mouse is, whereas maybe kids won't know who Bugs Bunny is as much. Yeah. But we'll wait and see. Very true. Um, but speaking of uh, one set of monsters to another monster, I'm trying to attempt at a segue like okay. yourself, but probably not as good. Um, and that is... You brought it up uh, to me the other day that Reggie fils is retiring from Nintendo mm-hmm. after 15 years. I find that insane that it's been 15 years yeah. that he's been around. It feels like he's been around for forever. But even more funnily, uh, he's being replaced by a chap called Doug Bowser. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the photo of Doug Bowser with the thing? And then behind him is Mario Luigi and they're tied together. And yeah. people are like, we're never getting a new Mario game ever again. It's all going to be Bowser, you know, like Bowser, Super Bowser Party or whatever. But no, I don't think you could have had a better kind of replacement in terms mm-hmm. of name, at least. Yeah. To get, you know, the fans on board mm-hmm. in that sense. But... What are your feelings with Reggie stepping away? Are you sad? You know, I watched the video that he put out and it was a lovely heartfelt video and there was a 
a YouTube place, Pixel... Oh, I can't remember. Um, they did like a Nez Pursuit thing on his Amazon Prime and what have you. And um, he actually did like a, um, a response to Reggie and kind of just said, you know, like sometimes you get people like um, faceless corporations, whereas Reggie was far beyond that. You know, like you saw him and Miyamoto and stuff just taking the mickey out of each other whenever they were all dressed up, you know, like a Star Fox puppets and things like that. Whenever they did like um, the robot chicken stuff as well. Um, but he's always been somebody who's always come out and said what needs to be said. He's not one who'll hide behind, you know, like even whenever the Wii U came out and the Wii U didn't do as well as it should have done, he kind of didn't hide away from everything. He would still be at the likes of conferences and things like that, like whenever the 3DS came out too. But um, he's been, he'll be sorely missed, but um, I think he doesn't step away until April. Yeah. So he's been spending time with this guy. And then obviously this guy will be somebody who'll be the realistically the face of Nintendo. Yeah. You know, like, so he'll be like, obviously his first thing is going to be E3 and whether they do like just a Nintendo Direct. Treehouse and yeah, stuff like that as that. well. Because that's going to be weird because Sony's not going to be at that. Yeah. And Microsoft's one, you, you know, finally we've watched Microsoft's one and it's just yeah. as boring as sitting. As corporate as get out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, there's EA, it's worse. Oh. Um, But no, it's, it is sad to see Reggie finally kind of take us by and step away. But... I'd say being the boss of Nintendo of America is not an easy job to have, even mm-hmm. in the best of days, you know, when everything's going nice and smooth. It takes up your time. I'm sure he's been away from his family. That's what he said. He said, like, point. even whenever he's leaving, he's still in good health and he wants to spend time with his family, his his family, his friends. friends, and that kind of thing. But he's leaving as a Nintendo fan. Yeah. You know, like, and you're just you're just thinking, he's just saying that. So we'd be like, oh, give me that game. Give me that game. <laughs> you know, but... He will be somebody I think you'll see back at like an E3 a couple of yeah. years down the line, you know, or something like that. If the the you know, because I think he's just too important to just oh yeah let 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 away. I don't that. I don't think it'll be the last we'll ever see of him because he was always well known for obviously like you say he was very much in the public eye in E3, mm-hmm. but at those E3s he was always out there getting hands on with whatever yeah. was being demoed. Be it when we fit came out, yeah. or we sports, or I think he also we music with we music, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, he got hands on with all these different things, so I could see them maybe bring him back at you know these treehouse events or an E three every year mm-hmm. and just saying, "Oh, Reggie, would you come and have a bit of fun with us yeah. here?" Um, no other responsibilities required. All you have time. to say is something he's an Nintendo ambassador. That's all you really need to exactly. do, you know. But no, I think. Going from watching his video of him announcing his kind of you know retirement, I think he's maybe taken a bit of could you say heed from Awata mm-hmm. the way he mentioned about I'm still in good health. Yeah, I think maybe he's thinking right. I've done fifteen years here. I've really enjoyed it, but while I am still mm-hmm. healthy, yeah, go and spend time with my family and my friends, whereas. Awata obviously unfortunately passed away from you know you know health issues but that's that's two of kind of what you would call the big Nintendo 3 yeah are kind of have well one involuntarily obviously mm-hmm. stepping away due to his passing but then all you have really there is Miyamoto yeah now um but no it will be intriguing to see what this boy uh Boiser is like but he did put a wee tweet out there and he was basically saying 
you know, all your kind words, your welcomes, etc. You know, I'm a gamer first and foremost, and you know, your kind words about Nintendo basically will never yeah. be far from my mind. Mm-hmm. So if he's even half of what Reggie's been, he should do a pretty good job. Exactly, yeah. Alrighty then. Moving on to some wrestling news then. And there's been a few ins and outs this week within the company. This is something that's become rare in recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, you could all you could always used to count on in years go by that... Whether JTG was still employed or not. Exactly. <laughs> that you would always find in the run-in to WrestleMania, yeah. you would get this big culling of, you know, lower mid-card guys yeah. uh, within the company that, uh, you know, were coming up to the end of year earnings changes, cut the contracts, so then the projections for the next year can be better. Um, but no, that has eased off a lot possibly with the expansion of NXT and to be a bit more of a brand. Um, but you would expect it, have expected it less now with the whole AEW thing coming up. Yeah. That they would be less inclined to just release someone. And it seems going by the news that's coming out this week, because the departures are Hideo Itami, TJP, uh, Ty Dillinger, and then Arn Anderson. But that's a slightly separate thing we'll talk about. But... Those other three guys all requested. See, I didn't know TJP did. I know that Atami and Dillinger did. Well, apparently TJP has as well. Um, only it was a bit more on the down low. But the their only release is most likely due to mm-hmm. requesting their release. Yeah. Um, WWE aren't going to go out of their way to just release guys now onto the free market mm-hmm. with AEW just around the corner. Um, any great shock with these three leaving Dillinger kind of yeah. publicly just came out ahead of schedule and says guys have asked for my release don't speculate whenever you see them asking for the release and you see their Twitter handle change then that's a case of that's pretty much a given like a lot somebody said that uh, TJP now looks like a creator wrestler just with all his tattoos <laughs> and everything like do you know that one of his tattoos on his chest what it is uh-huh. it's an excerpt from the B movie right that's what that is okay. a, it's actually the, like the words that are here up on his, uh-huh. on his upper torso that's actually like a, a phrase or something like it's a, like a big paragraph that's from philosophically the, deep that's B from movie. the B movie yeah so <laughs> just in case you look at that that's what that's from um, because then somebody was asking him about his tattoos and said like you know I'm sure Vince wasn't happy and he had to go and ask permission to get the tattoos and then he waited six months and then he got them so it's the same with the girls when they want to change their hair colour and all that sort of stuff yeah. or get it cut or whatever they have to all get the prior approval so strange um, but no nothing really surprises me there um, like I know it um Atami had been very unhappy in WWE, very, very. you know, and I think he put on quite a bit of weight as well. Some people had said, and Ty Dillinger was one that I didn't expect to see until I started reading about it, and then him tweeting about it as well. And then there's no point keeping somebody that if they don't want to be there because you're not going to get the best of them, and they're not going to really want to do anything. So I think he's been very realistic. Mm-hmm. So he has, you know. It's it is such a shame. It's again, it's more wasted talent. Yeah, you know, I'm not too worried about TJP to be brutally honest. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Itami and uh, you know Dillinger, those are two guys that had heaps of potential. 
Yeah. Atami, um, extremely unlucky in terms of injuries in NXT, which derailed, because he was pretty much one of the first big independent names yeah. brought into NXT to kind mm-hmm. of start that whole flow. You know, followed then by Balor and Joe and Owens and Zayn yeah. and all. Um, and then eventually Nakamura and where we are now with Adam Cole and Ricochet and all those guys. But being kind of thrown into 205 Live was kind of, you know, showed you WWE had zero plans to yeah. take him seriously. Mustafa Ali proving to be a very lucky exception to escape 205 Live in that regard, proving how good he is. Um, and then Dillinger, that guy was so over. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And again, it just shows that if you misuse fans' thoughts of a guy, will just go down the toilet in yep. that regard, you know, yep. in terms of, right, they don't care about you, so why, do, why should we care about you? Um, but I think he's good buddies with Cody, so yep. I'd say he won't be lacking for a position in AEW. No. Tommy will probably go back to New Japan and... Yeah, there's a very good chance he'll be TJP, I'm sure, will end up somewhere, probably like on Impact for the... X Division or something like that, I'd imagine. Exactly. So, the other departure then, which maybe was slightly more shocking, but when you hear some of the story behind it is a wee bit, uh, again, maybe potentially involving AEW, is that Arn Anderson has been released Mm -hmm. um, as an agent backstage by WWE. Were you surprised by this one? Yeah, I was surprised. Um... Because obviously they've had so many, like, not older writers, but the likes of, say, Malenko and, you know, like, uh, people like that, you know, they had Ricky Steamboat to a certain degree at some stage, you know, like, as backstage stuff, so... Finally. Yeah, so whether they're just trying to refresh that, whether AA maybe is finding things a bit stale, you know, like, it's funny whenever you have um, somebody who works for AEW going to get inducted in the Hall of Fame this year, you know, so congrats, Billy Gunn. Um... But yeah, it's, I would imagine that he'll probably end up there because obviously Dusty was very good friends with Arn Anderson, which means Cody would then say, right, I want you down here, you know. So that's the thing now is whenever there's, it's not a case of it's like there's nowhere for people to go. There's plenty of places for people to go, but it's just where they end up. And not, end it up doesn't with. even have to be AEW, that's no, the thing. No, it could be like it? Impact, Ring of Honor, AEW obviously is the obvious thing going on right now it's always going to be the you know oh that's the most likely place someone might go but Cody has come out and says he's not going to take every single person that oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. le- walks out the door from yeah. Titan Towers but you would see Arn Anderson as a very logical choice mm-hmm. for him to bring in in the backstage staff um, for AEW simply for that old school sort of booking that he can bounce ideas off you know yep. what, what would my dad have thought about this yeah, and exactly. those yeah. things but with departures, there are arrivals as well, and a couple of these have been rumoured over the last month or so, but we have all in backstage agent slash producer roles. Uh, we have Davari, we have Hurricane, we have Jeff Jarrett, we have Chris Abyss Parks, um, and I think then Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard, is going to be back on creative mm-hmm. by the sounds of things. Um how do you feel about these additions? Are you are you liking the kind of fresh lineup? Or are you not too worried I'm about to Jarrett? Or well, I was going to say that I didn't know that Jarrett had actually been taken on. You know, like I knew he was still there because he posted a photo with him and Pete Dunne, um, and then he must have went to like the Liverpool, the the Beatles 
thing and was saying about that. So I he, um, was, he was over for the Coventry tapings there this yeah, weekend. So um, which the stadium looked or the arena looked half full. Apparently, people from what I've seen was like where the hard camera is was there people there, and the other side was like all empty. Well, that's that's been a more serious. The next couple of tapings I find quite interesting for NXT UK. Not to get too far off topic here. They're, they seem to have gone a slightly more ambitious with locations mm-hmm. um, because where they were in Coventry is um, the ice hockey team's arena. Okay. So it holds probably about three to 4,000 people. Mm-hmm. Whereas kind of like Liverpool and Cambridge where they started yeah. off, you were going to be talking about 1,000-ish okay. to 2,000 max. So they've just put so the boost kind of, out a little bit. nearly doubled the capacity. And then they announced the next few sets of locations yeah. for the taping. So you've got Glasgow, Download Festival, and then I think it's Plymouth. Yes. Um, which Simon's wanting to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, Glasgow is again in the main arena. So it is again where their ice hockey team plays. And it holds about three and a half thousand as well. So it is. So they definitely seem to have got more ambitious with um, their venues. I think WWE at this moment in time are making terrible mistake money wise in terms of prices for tickets. Yes. Because there was rumours there the other day that apparently for SmackDown there last week that it was buy one get buy one ticket, get three free. Wow. To just try and fill the place and that is terrible if true. That's almost WCW whenever they were giving tickets away for free exactly. is essentially what you're doing. Your thought then might be, should they really start downscaling and maybe putting SmackDown in smaller buildings or yeah. something here? But, you know, Vince, that won't happen. Oh, no. But back on to Jeff Jarrett and these I guys I would like then. to see the likes of Davari and Chris Parks um, down with the likes of NXT, you know, helping the younger. You know, like, it's not as if the other ones are, like, you know, like pushing up daisies or whatever, but the, out of the out of the lot of them, those two are probably the youngest of them. Um and to leave TNA after because Abyss has been there since near enough the get go. Yeah, you know, so he's been there since like what early two thousand and two or whatever. He's he's pretty much been a impact lifer. Because so he, he from what I understand, was he was meant to come to WWE at WrestleMania twenty two, and he was meant to fight the Undertaker, but mm-hmm. then he didn't believe in himself, and then we got the Mark Henry match, which delightful. Was, which was what it was. That's what he does. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. It's weird to have Bruce Pritchard back again. I thought maybe he would have done whether he's not wanting to do it or have Bischoff back. Um, I think to have somebody who's ran their own company and to give different ideas, you know, about different people and things like that and just see. I think maybe he just needs to start freshening things up because... I think he's starting to get out of touch with what the fans want and the fans are, you know, whenever they come out and say, like, you're the authority, we'll listen to what you want and then people are going, oh, we want Kofi, you know, like, to fight Daniel Bryan. It's like, oh, okay, well, you can have that at Fastlane. Yeah. You know, we don't want Charlotte as this. And we're like, well, we're going to put her in here anyway. Yeah, it is. The Some of the stuff, again, WWE, it's starting to, you know, you kind of got your hopes up a bit when they're like, oh, we're going to listen to you and there's no automatic rematches now and all yet. Shane McMahon's booked him and yep. Miz in an automatic rematch at Fastlane yep. for the tag belts and stuff. So, and it's happening a lot. I think it's happening on NXT still as well. Yeah. Um, you know, people are getting rematches for titles and all this sort of stuff. And uh, even sure Ruby Riot and Raw there the other week, she got completely destroyed at the pay per view. Yeah. And got a rematch, even though it wasn't warranted <laughs> or deserved. <laughs> yeah. The next night on Monday Night Raw. 
Um, especially considering she got beat like a chump on the pay-per-view. Yep. Uh, which is sad, don't get me wrong, but still, if you think in story terms... Yeah. Why would you give her another shot at the belt? But you lost here, have another go. But yeah, no, I'm really intrigued to see um, how this all goes with these guys. It's a great variety of guys. Yeah. It is fantastic. Pritchard being back in creative has me very excited because he has been heavily involved in a lot of what most of us grew up enjoying when it comes to wrestling in terms yeah. of the Attitude Era and a bit before that. So maybe he can kind of get his word in there. And I wonder as well as with Jarrett coming on board, whether Jarrett, you know, maybe Vince has asked Jarrett, is there anyone that you would want to bring on? And we're like, well, whenever I was in TNA, Abyss and, you know, Dabari, I was going to say, that's know. actually quite funny as well because Pritchard was involved with Impact as well, wasn't yeah, he, true. for a time? Yeah. So uh, all these guys have found their way into uh, WWE creative and producer roles. Alrighty then. Moving on. So... Uh, sticking with the wrestling topic then <laughs> something I did not expect to hear announced this last week maybe never mind ever no and that is the fact that we are going to be getting a Hulk Hogan biopic mm-hmm. on Netflix yep starring Chris Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan I'm just gonna leave the floor to you sir I <sighs> Is this because this page thing has like blown up and being as um, popular as it is because The Rock has done this? Obviously, Hogan's going to have some creative control over this. So this is going to be from a Hulk Hogan standpoint. You oh, know, this isn't going to be if anything happens or anything went wrong. We're not going to see that. It's going to be all bells and whistles and Hulk Hogan's probably the greatest human being that ever lived. And things. I think from what I've heard, basically, it's going to be... It's not going to be like a whole career. It's going to be the rise yeah. of Hulk Hogan. So you just know probably the final scene is going to be him and Andre at yeah. Mania 3. Yeah. You Have you seen there. the likes of Rusev coming out and said that he play like either Big Boss Man, Sergeant Slaughter, or Iron Sheik if they need Amazing. him to? Make Rusev Iron Sheik just for, just for a laugh, please. <laughs> yeah. Just, just for a laugh. Shut up, Rajabroni. Um, I don't know what to think of this. Um, I can't see Hemsworth... With the Hulk Hogan moustache, more importantly than anything. Um, he certainly has the physique for it. Oh, he could definitely have the physique for it, yeah. But I'm just interested to see how it goes. Um, and if, you know, people say, like, right, get Chris Evans as Macho Man. And you're like, okay, they're not going to do all this. They're going to get a couple of people, you know, to be part of it. But, I mean, is this going to be something that we're going to see somebody playing Vince? Well, this is... this. I think that's what intrigues me most about this movie mm-hmm. is just who you could potentially have playing these key players. But he has to be careful because if he gets somebody to play Vince and they, either they, they sync up the joint or B, he completely doctors what actually happened, then the Hogan will be on the, no pun intended, blacklist again yeah. from where he was before. I don't think, I don't think we'll see Vince. But I think there's a very good chance obviously you'll see Sheik. Mm-hmm. You'll see Savage. You'll see Piper. Yeah. You'll probably see Heenan and Andre. Oh, I might. So yeah. you would. Um, you might see Classy Freddy, Lassie, because he was heavily involved in his earlier years. Yep. Yeah, he was. Um, so you might see that. But I'm trying to think who else. You mean, might get a mean handful Jean. of others. Yeah, you might get Mean Gene. So that might be an interesting show sometime on its own. Yeah. If we were to kind of fan cast mm-hmm. who we would have... You know, in current Hollywood actors yeah. for 
the Hulk Hogan movie, who he would have play these certain wrestlers. We'll save that for another day. Okay. Uh, so we'll, but I think it being a Netflix movie, I don't think anybody should get their hopes up greatly on this oh, masterpiece God, no. or anything like no. that. Um, speaking of the page thing, however, I think that's, I'm, I'm shocked by how positive everything has been yeah, uh-huh. in regards to this movie, 93, 94% in Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, once, in terms of once people start seeing it, then I'll, you know, there's always like that. And then there's like, you know, there's another one and then Crit- critics and then yeah, fan scores. Yeah. Um, but no, it does seem to be getting fairly positive reviews. Uh, not out here in the UK till this coming Friday. Yeah. Uh, 27th, 27th is that? Yeah. 27th. Yeah. So the American audience has got it a week ahead of us. So, We'll probably be getting bombarded with it on WWE TV this week again. Paige here! Um, God. A lot of people are getting excited because Rock is apparently in Atlanta at the moment doing f- fan screenings of you know, the movie. Mm-hmm. And Raw is in Atlanta tomorrow night or tonight when you oh. listen to this, folks. Um, so everybody's like, oh, will The Rock show up on Raw? Yeah, he'll probably just be a popcorn fart. I just don't understand how he produced this, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Why didn't he do one to do it himself? Why did he have to do one to do with somebody else? Se- might be a bit self-serving. Well, uh, maybe well the, story, may- the story was always that um, he was filming, what was it? Was it Fast 6? Well, everyone was in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had jet lag and was up in like the middle of the night. And they were repeating the documentary about Page's family at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, right. And he watched it and was fascinated by it and thought that would actually make a great movie. Okay. And that's how we got Fair enough. the movie that we have. Good for you, jet lag. <laughs> but I think it'll be very weird going to see this Paige movie eventually. Yeah. And seeing her debut on Raw. Ah, because we were there. Because we were there in person. So yeah. seeing that recreated, seeing a moment that you were there in person for, mm. recreated, it's a bit like, obviously you're seeing movies now with maybe not in the same level exactly, but with Bohemian Rhapsody recently. I've with, actually seen that now. Have you now? Yes. We'll talk about that sometime. Um, but seeing Livey had recreated in that yep. in comparison to the real thing, mm-hmm. you know, you can imagine what it was like for someone who was there, yeah. then watching Bohemian Rhapsody and so on. Terrible comparison there. It's just not in the same I, level. I, I get what you mean. But I get you know what, what I'm saying. Yes. Um, Livey has slightly few more people. <laughs> Alrighty then, so, Netflix again, <laughs> and we kind of guessed this was coming. Yep, we did. Jessica Jones, The Punisher. Here's the door. Done, dusted, it is a, although, full, it is a full house of cancellations. Although, aren't we still due to get season three of Jessica Jones? Yeah, they're still, they're still filming it, they're still completing it, and it is still getting released, but that is, that's, that is a bit rough like I'm sure that I'm sure they've been given plenty of heads up yeah. so that they can kind of round up the show in a semi sensible way mm-hmm. um, and not just be on like a cliffhanger or anything like that but uh, are you overly worried about this or I have still not watched any of I've watched did I watch season 2 of Daredevil I can't even remember I know I haven't watched any of season 2 of Iron Fist because season one had bored me. I watched an episode of Luke Cage and I've never watched the second season of Jessica Jones, so it doesn't really bother me. It is one I would. It is crazy because, like, for me, I've watched Daredevil, I've watched Punisher, 
I've watched Defenders. I watched all Defenders. Haven't watched any of Iron Fist. Haven't watched any of Luke Cage. Watched season one of Jessica Jones, and that's it. So I'm probably missing like five or six. Yeah. You know, of the seasons there in terms of what's on offer, and that's probably part of what's played in to this. Bar also the fact of Disney streaming service coming yeah. up. But the 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 head of Marvel TV. Uh, they said they're not. They'll not. It'll not be something that they'll be bringing to their channel. But they did say this won't be the end for these characters, apparently. Oh, right, fair enough. So These characters, not these actors? Goodness knows. Okay. This, this we sh- we'll see about that. Right. So we will... Okay, dope. Speaking of another TV series, then, we'll... Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> um, so this is from uh, Star Wars Newsnet, which is actually a pretty darn reliable uh, site for Star Wars news, they uh, very rarely uh, fire and miss their shot. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that one. Oh, uh, I'm here, try the veal. Uh, so perhaps the most talked about and rumor-filled uh, wish list item Star Wars fans and media has been an Obi Wan, Obi Wan, Obi Wan, Obi Wan Kenobi standalone project. Well, it sounds like that wish may have finally come true, but now not as we may have envisioned it. We were told that an Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, limited TV series is happening and it is the next top priority for the Disney Plus streaming service and that it could be as many as six episodes. As many as six episodes. Wow. Cool, pushing, six the episodes. Cool, pushing the boat right there. Uh, the Kenobi project was initially supposed to be a film. Um, as has been reported several times, also rumoured to have been filming over here in Northern Ireland. Northern uh, But uh, with everything happening in regards to Solo A Star Wars Story being reasonably disappointing at the box office, any standalone movies were shelved. So in other words, we've what, ended up here. In other words, what they've done is they were going to do a movie, then the Solo stuff happened, they went, ah, don't make a movie. Don't pump, make a pump movie. The breaks, pump what the we'll breaks. do though is we'll make it a bit longer and we'll do it over six because if you do that over six episodes, so that's going to be an hour, two hours. That's going to be three hours, which is essentially double the size. Or an hour episode of pop. Yeah. You have six hours worth. Um, because I think you can really put you know the numbers together here if you really look at the greater picture in regards to it. You McGregor was at the premiere for Solo, mm-hmm. the Star Wars story. So you could just tell this was a tease, putting him out there in the Star Wars kind of picture again. Yeah. So that if, say, Solo came out at its first weekend, boom, gangbusters at the box office, 150 million at the box mm-hmm. office opening weekend, probably a good chance that following week you would have gotten an announcement from Lucasfilm, Disney, whoever, going, Ewan McGregor reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi I reckon, in the next standalone I reckon movie. that if this is true, we're not going to hear anything about this until Celebration. Oh yeah. I reckon that's whenever they're going to be, well, we're going to do a Star Wars Obi-Wan series on Disney, what is it, Disney Plus? Disney Plus. Disney Plus, hmm, I wonder who we can get to play, hello there, and then he walks out. <laughs> if they did that, that would be hilarious. And he walks out and go like, yes, I'm going to be playing Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then you just go, ah, you know, yeah. so even if they were to do a ruse and you hear, hello there, but it's James Arnold Taylor comes uh-huh. out and well, oh sorry, not wrong you, James, Obi-Wan. Not you, and they're like, no, this isn't the Obi-Wan you're looking for. And then he comes out and then there you go. Yeah, if that happens, uh, Disney stole my idea. You, you, so. uh, your old royalties, if that I happens am. then. Oh, to me, she's royalty. Um, 
But what are your feelings in regards to this? Would you prefer the movie or are you happy enough if it's of decent enough oh, yeah. quality to have six episodes rather than like a two and a half? If it has Hugh McGregor in it, regardless, yeah. then yeah, I'm all on board Obi-Wan. His portrayal of Obi-Wan, it was something that something that was um, good that came out of the prequels. I'm not saying that all the prequels are bad and stuff because episode three is one of my favorite, like it's my second favorite Star Wars movie. And it's because of his betrayal as Obi-Wan in it. And I think having a TV series will be something that will really, you know, this is what, like you just said, this is what people wanted. So this will be something that gets people on their service and pays for it, which I'm fine with. But yeah, if it's of decent quality, if it's set on Tatooine like the comics were and it's to do with him kind of watching over Luke. And things like that, you know, like you're not going to see an awful lot of lightsaber wielding mm-hmm. unless this is set between, you know, like because we obviously we'll not know if this is going to be set between episode three and four or two and three or yeah. whatever. So we'll have to wait and see then where it's actually set. Because I think a good bit will probably happen on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. But I do think you have to take into account we probably do need to have one more interaction for him and Vader. Uh, Vader. Vader. My, my, I'm sorry, folks, for my flipping voice like this. I'm all over the shop today. Vader. 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 Hello, Vader. Because if you think about it, in A New Hope, you know, when he's describing Vader, yeah, you know, he says he's now, you know, he's more machine now than man. Mm-hmm. He couldn't really know that, yeah. having left him lying yeah, twist, a heap of twisted burnt mess, yeah. you know, on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. So that would make you think there's at least some other meeting yeah. has happened. So whether, you know, you kind of start off, there's the first couple of episodes are on Tatooine and then, oh, emergency, he gets a message from Bale or something like mm. that. And he goes and he finally realizes a bit like in uh, Rebels where Ahsoka confronts Vader, gets that kind of mask cut open moment yeah. and he's kind of like, you know, and then he snaps back into Vader moment. Obi-Wan has a moment like that where he confronts him and realises he's gone, you know, yeah. I, there's nothing I can do here. Um, I think that would be the perfect sort of little story. Again, maybe a bit like Solo, obvious, Yeah. but I think one Fan that service. fans would yeah. be very happy with to oh, see, yeah, totally. especially, as you say, if Ewan McGregor is involved, mm-hmm. there's going to be no qualms, really, with... No. with what really happens unless you just immediately go oh Obi-Wan got killed it's a fake one in uh, A New Hope <laughs> yeah. uh, really. that's why he's extra old <laughs> it's an Obi-Wan clone so it is but yeah no I'm excited for it if it's true um, Celebration will be extra exciting because I think was it was it four days or five days now yeah Celebration is that's crazy so you're probably going to have one day for episode nine You'll have one day for the Mandalorian. You're going to have, have one day for that streaming service. Yeah, basically. you'll have one day for the stream and potentially uh, Jedi Fallen Order will probably get some airtime there as well. <laughs> Apparently that's coming out this year. I know, I don't believe right. that at all. And then you'll probably get sort of a general sort of interviewee and yeah. you know, panels day, yeah. those sort of things as well. So there's going to be plenty you know, coming in that regard. We'll maybe try and do something for that, like we did with E3 last year yeah. instead. Because uh, I think it'll probably be the more interesting uh, kind of few days for kind of nerdy goodness than maybe E3 will be this year. Yes, I think so. E3 is pretty much dead Yeah. in, in that regard. But uh, no, I'm excited for it. 
and uh, I look forward to April when we find out a little bit more. Hopefully we don't get an April Fool's and be like, hi, you're not getting it. <laughs> but uh, yes, that'll do it for this episode of Operation Retroshock. If you would like to get in touch with us on the show, feel free to do so. You can do that on Twitter. Just search at RetroshockPod on there. Send us a regular tweet, send us a DM, whatever takes your fancy. Let us know what you would like to hear us discuss on the show. Uh, you can also send us a message on Facebook as well. Just search Operation Retroshock on there. And if you are indeed enjoying the show, then feel free to uh, leave us a lovely review or comment on the likes of Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, iTunes, all those lovely places that this show is available to your good selves. It would be very much appreciated. And if you are an American listener, make sure to take a screenshot and send that to us so we can actually see it. Because being in the good old UK, we can't see everything from your side of things. <laughs> like the John scene of the UK, we can't see that. But yes, thank you very much for listening, everybody. I've been Alan Price. He has been Chris Finn. I have. And we'll see you all next week. We will. Yeah.